0: What's up, welcome back everyone for another edition of Major League Talk. It's episode 24, the Jack Bauer edition, the Ken Griffey Jr. edition, the second half Kobe Bryant edition. I mean, the 24s keep adding up. I'm back with JD, who's letting me moderate today. I feel honored. I feel like I'm getting my first hand job. Uh, What's up, Jedi? What's going Uh, on, dude? I'm living a dream, dude. Jim Bone is slacking. Don't know where the fuck he's at. Um, And we're back with Brett DePalma. What's
1: up, babe? Dino, how we doing, brother?
0: Another day in paradise. Watching uh, Redskins, Bengals, preseason highlights, and they have the first lead of the season and gave it up about 35 seconds later. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> par for the course yeah we're
0: good though um so y'all know what day it is Pull pod thursday all right this is a carryover from the previous poll that sports rivalries and top three sports movies of all time uh finished one and two the the the, the format's going to change a little bit we'll get to that but to piggyback off of last podcast because i don't think we clearly stated exactly what we were trying to discuss. Right. So guys like Bellinger, Javi Baez, Chris Bryant are today's stars of the game. Right. And that started this wave of the youth movement. And that old generation that we're kind of used to and that we grew up with is is all but essentially dead. You know, so to piggyback off that, I had to throw in a name of Edwin Rios Okay, and I think I I sent the palm of the link. JD, have you seen Edwin Rios' game last night and his return to the Sunshine State? I have not, but I heard a lot about it over the phone last night. All right, so Edwin Rios is the Dodgers' first baseman. A kid played at FIU and can just flat-out rake, all right? Um, He hit his first bomb in the majors when he returned to Miami last night a pimp job to center field let me tell you something his swing is about as sexy as i've ever seen
1: do you know one of the better left-handed swings i've ever seen like you said that the first dinger was like 420 425 feet line drive center field
0: and then he hit another which was a neil armstrong type landing on the moon type (laughs) shot okay and 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 jd you've been to that stadium i've been to that stadium that that right yeah it's uh, no doubt about that but (laughs) that that right field upper deck
1: is an absolute nuke country mile that's a shot yeah that that's 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 far up it was like 15 rows up too
0: yeah that, that ball i didn't see the distance on it but there, there's no way that ball was was less than 490 feet.
1: He hit a wicked far, w-
0: wicked far, Johnny. Um, so when I saw this kid play, he played shortstop, I believe. I, I went to an FIU Rice game when my brother was uh, doing baseball operations there. Um, I think he was a freshman at the time, and he was huge. You know, he he looked he he looked out of place for an infielder. Um, <laughs> De Palma said it his swing is from the left side is just pure it's clean
1: dude, it's sexy yeah
0: you know he's he's got a, a a medium leg lift with with a with just a smooth
1: one-handed finish dude the finish um, oh my god I'm glad you said that dude the finish is just pure man
0: yeah I mean it, he, he can just he can flat out hit um, but he was 19th in the pipeline for the Dodgers going into this season he was absolutely raking in triple A with like forty-six extra base hits, twenty-five of them were jacks. Okay, and and he was just waiting for his opportunity because he's he's had to sit behind one of the, you know, the young stars in the game in Bellinger, who just hit his fortieth of the year. But is finally getting his league leading. Um and is finally getting his opportunities, making the most of it. And that's a guy that I had to throw in there. But I think the one thing that I just wanted to say before you two, I'm sure you guys have have a player or two that we could discuss, but it was more or less young stars in the game that you may or may not be aware of, you know, not the obvious choices, you know? So was there anyone that you guys thought we missed?
1: JD, go ahead, brother.
2: All right. Well, I picked Mike Soroka. I mean, he's been the ace for the Braves all year. He's a rookie, outstanding I don't want to get dive into too much of like being a statistics guy, but I mean, he's only 22 and he's 10 and two, which is kind of a shocker. He had, a, he came up last year. He had a 315, uh, a 3.5 ERA. He only pitched 25 innings. I think he had an injury and it just like, he just kind of sat down and really was never the same and uh, went down. I mean, had a, I'm guessing had a pretty good off season because I mean, he's 10 and two with a 2.32 ERA. And I haven't really heard any talks of a Cy Young. It's probably because the inning's pitched. He's only at 128, but that, that's impressive. He already, he's pitched 21 games this season. That's impressive. That's someone to keep your eye on in the near future. I mean, I think they, they might have themselves a big-time ace for their future organization. Is, is he a guy that you would build your staff around? I mean, that powerful sinker that he throws, I mean, that thing just darts down and in. I mean, he has that has command pitch right there.
1: Point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean, he has I, that I, slider to go the opposite way. I mean, that's just a one-two punch right there. And he has a, that changeup. I mean, that's, that's a really good mix for a pitcher. I think if you're able to have an effective slider, or
0: not a, not a slider, a sinker, if you, if you can throw a sinker, Yep, on command
1: with the changeup, I think you have the best two pitches in baseball. Everyone always says that the changeup is the best pitch in baseball. And it's, you know, people say, you know, they fall in love with that, you know, the 12-6 or, you know, a disgusting slide or something like that. But if you can throw that changeup, you can throw, you know, if you throw 90 plus, even, you know, low 90s, but you have that same arm angle on that changeup, dudes are just not going to hit that pitch.
2: Yeah, very undervalued, I think, in today's game. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with Tanaka, and
0: when he leaves his sinker up, he gets lit. And it's if you can live down in the zone, and for Soroka, that's what he—that's what he his game is. He lives down in the zone, and he rarely gets rarely gets hurt
1: by it. Well, especially with that, like all the hitters focused on launch angles and all that shit. Most of the time, they're not even looking for that. You know, you got a a lefty or a righty. You're throwing them, you know, down and away either way with that sinker. Uh, but, you know, it's tough to lift that pitch out of the ballpark, too.
2: And yeah, I think and that if we're looking... Go, go ahead, Oh, I'm looking at a chart right now. Um, more than half of his strikeouts have come from the lower half of the plate being outside and inside, and I, if I'm doing this math correctly, I think it's almost three-fourths of his pitches are in the low part of the zone,
1: like Sink out of the zone, too.
0: I mean, you see, you see many pitchers getting away with throwing one pitch. You know, M- Mo invented it. Um, Brad Lidge was another one, and, and you know it's rare to see a, a starter rely on one pitch. But you know, he—he, he, I think JD, you nailed it on the head. He has ace material. Yep. And, and if he can get—and I think you nailed it on the head as well with the Cy Young conversation, which is he's only thrown 120 innings. And normally, when a guy is hitting 180, 200, 210, that's when the, the Cy Young conversation really comes into
1: play. They want you to do it over the whole year.
0: Yeah, and I think he's got a I think he's got a legit shot of of being a really good two, and I think he's got a legit shot of being an ace. So well, couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's that's Soroka. Uh, Deepaw, you got someone.
1: Yeah, I got a homer pick, but I'm going to read these stats, and you're going to realize it's not really a homer pick. Brian Reynolds, Pittsburgh Pirates outfielder. I could guarantee a lot of people don't even know who this bull is. If you even look at a picture of him, he looks very unassuming. He's not the very biggest guy or anything like that. This dude was a second-round draft pick in 2016 out of Vandy. We actually got him – I'm a Pirates fan, so you boys know that. But we got him in the McCutcheon deal with another reliever who's kind of iffy, but – Reynolds is kind of just thrown in there at the end, and it's crazy to see how well he's been doing lately, um, or excuse me, throughout the whole year because he really wasn't pegged in our plans for the for you know the actual season uh injuries to polanco gregory polanco Corey dickerson and and lonnie chisenhall which shout out lonnie chisenhall hit a bomb off him in the junior college regionals in 2007 shows you how
0: lonnie yeah
1: lonnie chisenhall yeah give me that fastball all day um but no back to brian reynolds dude's a switch hitter who happens to be leading the major leagues not just the nl the major leagues in batting average he's hitting 338 now, he's not in any of the Rookie of the Year discussions because the Buckos are trash in the second half of the year, and they're 20 games under 500. but uh, let, me, let me list you a couple of these stats right here. So he's first in the Major League Batting Average. This dude is fifth in on-base percentage at .410. He's eighth in the bigs in runs created. He's eighth in the National League in on-base plus slugging, and I was looking up some Sabre metrics of this dude. This is probably one of my favorite stats of all these Sabre metrics. Offensive win percentage, which is the percentage of games they would win if there were nine Brian Reynolds or nine of of whoever other players. The dude is fourth in the NL behind Yellich, Bellinger, and Rendon. He's flying under the radar. The dude absolutely mashes. Uh, I can't wait to see what Pittsburgh does with him, but knowing my buckos, we'll probably squander him, and then we won't be able to sign him for a couple years.
0: So I the, the the saber metrics shout out to Tom Tango that we talked about way back in the um, <laughs> analytics pod <laughs> Tango um, Tiger the the Tango Tiger um the, so that stat's fantastic Love uh it. the the yeah if you had nine of those guys like uh, you you hear coaches all the time say well if I had nine of you we'd be really good right you know,
1: like, oh I, I didn't say what percentage it was he said uh, it's uh, seven thirty two crazy
0: yeah I mean that's that's ri- that's ridiculous. Um the, now he, here's here's my question for you guys. Do you do you feel that it's unfair for rookie of, rookie of the year to be affected by your team standings? Yes.
1: Do I think it's unfair? Yeah, do I get why they do it? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, MVP in basketball like you got to be other than you know you know Westbrook putting up a triple double it's usually going to go to one of the better players on one of the better teams um no I mean I see why they do it but yeah I would have to say it's unfair because I
0: always I always thought that the MVP should be if you take the dude off the team yep where would where would they be exactly you know that that's that's always how I thought it should be done and 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 alvarez in my jordan alvarez in my opinion is is winning it in the in the al absolutely if the, if the astros were 40 games under 500
2: would he win it i think so i mean that's incredible what he's done this far
1: yeah to to piggyback off that jd i think the only way you win it if you're not on a you know around 500 or a contending team is just an absolutely ridiculous stat line which jordan is putting up Same with the polar bear, Pete Alonso. I think he just had his fourth hit of this game right now. I'm watching
2: Acuna yeah, I, actually just robbed him. I saw that on Twitter.
1: Oh, that was disgusting. Yeah. and
0: and and, and I, I just and maybe it's just more more or less for the NBA. I think I think it's I think it's easier to to debate this for the NBA. Um, for baseball, you know, there are nine other guys. So, and the Yankees lost half their team, and they're still 40 games over 500. So. You know, if you take a guy off a roster, who's to say that the guy that fills in yep. isn't going to do something? So I think it's easier for for basketball.
1: What's that dude's uh, name um, from the Yankees? Toffman Tauch- or Tauchman? Toffman. Ta- right. Like, Sockman. Dude, they're just Suckman. pulling dudes off from AAA, and they're just coming up and straight mashing.
0: Yeah, who – Who? Uh, the, uh, I hated – JD and I hated that guy in May. <laughs> I love him. I I I, I hated him man. Wait, was he I,
2: was up in Biggs in May? He he was up for like a week or something. He batted yeah. one nineteen and now he's batting like five hundred somehow. I don't know what he did. Yeah. After
0: the Red Sox series that they gave up like 40, he jumped for a ball against the monster and looked like an idiot that I know for a fact I could have caught. Um and I and I remember texting JD and I was like, dude, this guy blows. Since then, <laughs> since then i think he's batting 438 oh my god (laughs) and right now if you were to put a gun to my head and be like hey stanton's coming back tomorrow i don't know if i'm pulling talkman
1: yeah even on the bench
2: (laughs) you you know i I just don't know if i can i don't know if i can pull him yeah this Uh, is something to talk about for another time but i think the yankees should move stanton not to get into that
1: I dude, yeah. I was thinking that in my head. I was gonna ask it, but I, I know if we talk about that, it's gonna go down a rabbit hole. But I would love that for another uh, another discussion.
2: But, yeah, but um, can I say one more thing about uh, Brian Reynolds? Absolutely, because I was going to originally say him, but I knew that yeah. you picked him. You're a Pirates fan. That's your guy. Um, I mean, that's an outstanding pick. And all I wanted to say was about about him was that he is just having such a. It's just the quietest, like, great season, and nobody is appreciating what he's doing. I've maybe seen one thing on MLB Tonight about him, yeah. and it's almost incredible that they're not talking about him, I think, because he's doing way better than some of the young stars that we're mentioning well, last podcast and stuff like that.
1: I'll tell you why, J.D. It's because the power numbers aren't there. We play a power game now. Everyone wants to hit dingers. He's only got, like, you know, 15, 14 or 15 home runs, which I think when I was looking up his stats today, I think like four or five in the last 10 games. So he's actually starting to find the power stroke, um, but he, he doesn't hit for power. He's on a shitty team and he's always, he was, you know, hitting close to 360 370 at the beginning of the year. But he, like, I think they didn't call him up for like a month or something like that because of the injuries. Uh, so he wasn't even in that consideration because uh, he didn't have the, the you know the requisite at bats for it, so it was kind of just like an afterthought with him. but now he's got you know, I think a, two or three weeks ago he finally achieved the the number of at bats. and yeah, no, you're exactly right. there's you know nothing about him. It also might be the name Brian Reynolds.
0: It's just such like a
1: doesn't roll off the tongue like Cody Bellinger but,
0: right. you know it just it's but, but like, we can never – and this is my thing with baseball, which is, like, you can never count out any baseball player that attends Vanderbilt.
1: Yep. Dude, second-round pick out of Vandy 2016. Dude's, like, 22 or 23.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a big piece to have for the Pirates. Um, hopefully, you know, they're able to – I feel like your pain with the Pirates is very similar to the Redskins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just like one of those things where, and I remember the, 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 first of all, there's, to me, that's the best ballpark in, in the MLB.
1: Oh, best skyline, oh, yeah, around. It's beautiful. Best, you know,
0: and, and that place during a playoff game
1: fucking Amazing. rocks. Dude, I got to go to the first game after they went through like 22 or 23 years of no playoffs, and I got to go. My pops took me uh, against the Cardinals, and, like, we won, like, one nothing or, like, 2-1 or some shit. Like, that it was a one-run game, and it was packed. I've been to 10 or 15 Steelers games, and it was louder than a Steelers game. It was unbelievable.
0: And that, that, was, that was a blackout, wasn't it? Yup. Yeah. A.J. Burnett on um, the bump. Oh, I loved A.J. Burnett. Loved A.J. Burnett when he was a Yankee. Uh, JD, I know you wanted to get some redemption on the Punisher, the Alien, and try and pronounce his 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 name again. <laughs>
2: Not going for the first name, but Aquino. <laughs> he broke the okay. record, and he is now the quickest player ever to reach nine homers, and it only took him fourteen games. I mean, Dean, you said it last podcast, and I not, could not agree with you more. I I don't think pitchers think that he's, like, serious when he's up at the plate. Like, his batting stance is just so whack. Like, it's just like, what is he doing? Like, he's standing up and just, like, it almost looks like he's, like, like not even paying attention. Like, he's, like, stepped the out of the box, like, swing. getting like getting the sign from, like, the third base coach, it almost looks like.
1: It's almost it, like no, a softball de, swing. Like a, yeah, like DePaul, a purely he, softball he, swing.
2: You, you yeah that.
0: That's it. it. It's like a beer man softball or it's like or it's like those old school vortex bats that, that like no matter where you make contact, <laughs> it, 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 it might break a window. But ha- having, having said that, he straight mashes.
1: He does, dude. When he makes contact, it goes very far. <laughs> and J.D.,
0: I think his first name is pronounced Aristides. That's it. <laughs> Aristides Aquino. If his name is Aristides Allen Aquino, <laughs> I, I, I would be upset with his parents. Um, so yeah, let's jump right into the poll. Okay. We're, we're talking best sports rivalries and this is an interesting topic. Okay. And I can, I can already sense that, that we're going to have some disagreements. And that's okay. We can agree to disagree. You know, uh, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. do it every single day. So, but we don't have anyone as good looking as Molly on here. Um, But we're we're changing the format. So, we're going to give all three at once. Say your list from three to one. And jackasses, please, like, save your rebuttals for the end. Whoa. You know? But, I mean jimmy's normally the one that fucks up so we don't need to worry about that one so palma you want to you want to start us off i'll go second we
1: can end with jedi all right do you want to hear my honorable mentions now or do you want to hear them at the end i'm thinking maybe at the end yeah let's go end. all right so my number three greatest sports or wait we're going sports movies greatest rivals i'm sorry i'm fucking this up like jimbo Rivalries.
0: Uh, uh, you, there's no stupid question.
1: Um, let's go rivals. <laughs> All right. Rivalries. We're going to go back in time, Dino, Jedi. We're going back to the late 1950s, early 1960s. Arnold Palmer versus Jack Nicholas, The best rivalry in golf. Oh, my God. I'm a huge golf fan. I absolutely love this. Uh, my dad, one of his favorite people, one of his idols, and he got to meet him before he passed away, Arnie Palmer. Um, it's one of those things that you kind of wish that they were both in their prime during the same time. Uh, Arnie Palmer was kind of towards the end of his career while Jack Nicklaus was kind of just starting. And I don't know if you guys follow golf, but we all know how Jack Nicklaus career ended up, you know, pretty good. Um, Arnie came around when golf was starting to get shown on television, you know, the late 1950s and whatnot. And he's this, you know, good looking lad from Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh guy, just through and through blue collar type of guy. Um, so he kind of came around whenever it started to get popular, and Jack came around, and he was just killing dudes. Jack obviously ended up with, the, with 18 majors. Uh, they kind of both wanted what each other had, and that's a you know interesting little quandary. Nicholas was the best, but Arnold was the most popular, and they both kind of wanted what each other had with it. Um, Arnie was most popular. All of his guys were called the Arnie's Army. Um, you know, everyone from out there and even everyone throughout the country, uh, loved Arnie because you only got three or four channels at the time. And, you know, every weekend they were playing, you know, golf on the weekend and a good looking dude was out there. Arnie Palmer and he was winning golf, golf tournaments. Um, the rivalry even continued when they were both retired dealing with golf course designs, which I thought was actually pretty crazy. Even though they were the best of friends, they still were rivals throughout their time whenever they were retired. Number 2. I'm going Army versus Navy football. They first met in the year of our Lord 1890. This game's now played at Lincoln Financial in Philadelphia. There are no other games played on that day and deservedly so, all attention to be on those guys. Uh most of those players aren't continuing on to the NFL either. So they're playing for the love of the game and just to beat the absolute piss out of the rival. Uh, it's a really close series, which I love. Navy leads the all-time series sixty to fifty-two, and there are seven ties. Navy dominated for thirteen straight years, and this is kind of the years you know that I was growing up really watching college football from two thousand and two to twenty fifteen. They won thirteen straight, but Army's won the last three. So I love that uh, you know Army's starting to get back into it as their program starting to do a little well. And the other thing that makes it great, too, is that they're always close games. Maybe, you know, there's, you know, games here and there. There are some years here and there where they're a little blowout or whatnot. But the last five games have been one possession games. And I absolutely love that in a rivalry that anytime, time, you know, I have no allegiance to Army or to Navy. But, you know, when that Saturday comes around and it's the only game on, man, I am so for the Army Black Knights. I love it. And it's go Army beat Navy all day. First one, boys. I'm a Pittsburgh homer. Listeners may know it. I know these guys know it right here. Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, AFC North football. You know exactly what you're going to get when you're going in this, into this game. It's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be penalties everywhere because these dudes just don't like each other on the field. And I love it. Uh, it's usually a defensive struggle. And I know the a lot of people like these high-scoring games. They want to see, you know, five or six touchdowns on each side. Steelers, Ravens, you get outcomes like 13-10. Just a defensive struggle out there, 16-7. Just that, uh, you know, teams don't usually, you know, go against each other like that as men- as much as the as these guys do, where it's just always closed, and there's never a blowout. Those late December games usually determine the AFC North championship. I know the Browns are getting a lot of hype, and the Bengals had their run a little bit. But the Bengals, you don't got to worry about the Bengals. It's going to come down to this game. Browns are going to do what they're going to do. We'll see what happens when the games start getting played. But AFC North comes down to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Best rivalry in the NFL. Pure hatred, but they respect the shit out of each other once uh, once they get off the field. What a f- fucking homer pick. Dude, I mean, I'll take homer pick all day. But, dude, best sports rivalries? I mean, I'm not going to go Yanks, Red Sox. I got no affiliation. Stillers all day, baby.
0: So I'm I watched Homer's
2: a, got some nice iced tea. 100% oh,
1: Jedi. Dude, so <laughs> I, I have a note here. Dude, we may have to switch that up, Dino, because I needed something to drink in the middle of that, brother. <laughs> um, I got a note here, the last one. R.I.P. Arnold Palmer, you were the best and your name dons the most delicious drink in the world, add a little vodka, boom, amazing call to John Daly. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, uh, So, first of all, I was... was, Let's hear it, boys. All right, first of all, the third pick I'm not going to argue with at all, okay? The second one, um, if that game's on television, I wouldn't watch it if my life depended on it, Okay. (laughs) And I'm, not, and I'm not saying anything about the rivalry. The rivalry, because of the, option. the rivalry is there. I cannot watch a football team run a ball 54 fucking times a game. It is the most – first of all, you know it's coming. You stack 10 in the box and nobody can
1: stop it. You can't stop it. Over four plays, if you're trying to get 10, 10 yards, four plays, they'll get that option will get you 10 yards.
0: I mean it's like, it's like Herman Boone, bro. It's Herman <laughs> Boo. We like were six place. Yeah, split veer like Novocaine. Give it time. It always works. Yep. I mean, so I wouldn't watch that game, my life depended on it. Uh, Steelers Ravens. Tommy will know what I'm talking about. Uh, we watched an episode of To Catch a Predator. Guy was in Florida. Like he was like 67 or he was like 47 talking to a 13-year-old and they caught uh-huh. him. And he was like, I was just coming over to watch a, uh, the football game. And they were like, Well, who's playing? And he was like, Ste- Steelers Ravens. <laughs> So look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with you on that. I think the NFL holds rivalries well, yeah. Uh, and and that's a rivalry that that I'd watch. And because a lot of my friends are Steelers fans, you know, be lies a Bengals fan, yep. I, I'll always tune into it. Now, do I have any affiliation to those teams? No. Do I hate the city of Pittsburgh? Yes, but <laughs> I don't really like the Ravens, right? So. Realistically, it boils down to like which players do I like more. And without Le'Veon, it's hard for me. It's going to be hard to watch the Steelers. I do love Juju. Juju's a savage. I do love Juju. I I love his Fortnite grind. Yep. Um, but I'm not going to disagree with you too much on that. But number two, I I got nothing to say about that one
1: army navy it's the only game that day it's for america bro how do you not like that game i will watch that dude i would watch that what's the uh the stat earlier what was it uh offensive win percentage i'll go offensive win percentage on a saturday army navy all you know 12 games on a saturday all day go army beat navy i liked it less.
2: Football only one I don't off, like. Jedi. I don't no only one I don't like is Steelers and Ravens. I don't like that one. Other than that, I mean, I respect it.
1: Thanks, Jedi. I appreciate it, bro. No,
2: I, uh, I like the Steelers. Back. It it is a home. That's like me picking the Yankees and Red Sox, which is not they're not number 1 on my list. See? But that's like me.
1: Well, dude, like yeah, I could have gone regular picks that like yeah, Yankees Red Sox would 100% be on there, but I know you yeah, I'm here with two Yanks fans and you're both going to have Yanks, Red Sox. Like I got to go a little out of the box, bros. I don't know. Right,
2: well, well
0: that, that's, that, that's, that's fucked up. So I'll go next then. <laughs> um, and let me first start off by saying the Yankees and Red Sox are not on my list.
2: Oh, I knew, I knew any, it.
0: Yeah, the Yanks and Sox are not on my list. But I'm going to start with Duke, North Carolina, men's basketball. Um, hard to ever discredit this rivalry especially with coach k and roy williams still at the helm yep okay um they bring it all the time the zion rj barrett matchup last year was was ridiculous i think they played each other three times if i'm not mistaken um the colors are great no matter if duke's wearing blue carolina's wearing white or vice versa it's just it's a heavyweight bout okay and and when you get to cameron indoor you know, the one thing I've always loved about Duke is no matter how good they've been, no matter how much money they bring in, that stadium has not grown. They haven't renovated it. It is literally on top of you. Yep. When, you know, and that's the, that's the best part about it. So I got Duke, Carolina, men's B balls three. Number two, Clemson versus Alabama. Okay. And, and, it's, a, and it's a sleeper, sleeper pick, because, pick. You get, because they don't play each other much. Yep. But when they do, but when they do, it's for all the fucking marbles, <laughs> and it's starting to turn into a a Clemson Alabama and then everybody else.
1: Couldn't agree you know, more. That,
0: yeah, and and not only are they are they rivalries on the field, but I talked about this with Tommy yesterday or, or two days ago. They're they're rivalries on the recruitment trail. Oh yeah. You know, so they're all they're they're fighting for the same players. They get uh, their five star um, class every single year is absurd, and, and there's there's really and especially this year with with sunshine and Tua. I, I don't ex I, I don't expect it to go away this year. So that's my number two. My number one: the entire NFC East. Versus the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay, um, as a, as, a, as a Redskins fan, I, I don't I don't to be honest with you, I don't hate the Giants because I feel like I'm watching the Rangers on grass. Um, I, I I I don't get me wrong, I hate the Eagles. I hate the Eagles more than anything, but I don't know if I hate the Eagles or I just can't stand the fans. And 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 that's and no disrespect to how loyal their fans are. That's not it. It has everything to do with I just feel like Eagles fans are the types of people to text me when it's 7-0, 14-0, 21-0 and be like, this game's over. But if the Skins were up 21-0, I'm not saying shit. Nope. So, you know, I'm sorry. I got a little distracted. But, but nobody in the NFC East hates anyone more than the Dallas Cowboys. And here's the problem with me. I don't hate – the individual players on the Cowboys. I like Dak. I like Zeke. I like Amari Cooper. I love their offensive line. Their defense is legit. The problem is, is I just fucking hate the Cowboys. (laughs) And that started when I was born. There's nothing you hate more than the Dallas Cowboys. And the only thing that's awesome about the Cowboys is their uniforms. Everything else, that 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 massive stadium that looks like an amusement park is a piece of shit. I've never (laughs) been. I've never been. But Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones has more. Dude, Jerry Jones has more money in his dentures than I'm gonna make in my entire life.
1: I'm done. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel, Dean. I'm done. I'm fucking done.
0: I mean, they're compared they're compared to the Yanks, right? But Jerry Jones doesn't want to pay Ezekiel Elliott. Like, okay, bro. Like, you know what? You're a scumbag, okay? You look like you're – I'm done, dude.
1: I'm done. <laughs> well, dude, it's a, sal- it's a salary cap sport. And, like, I mean, the Steelers just went through it with Le'Veon. Like, even though Le'Veon – I would take Le'Veon over Zeke any day of the week, and that's no disrespect to Zeke. He's a stud. I've had him in fantasy since he was a rookie. But it just—you can't value the running back position whenever you got a salary cap. And when Dak's over here asking for forty million dollars.
0: No, I, I, I hear you on that. I hear you. I just I, 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 I don't like I don't like the owner getting media coverage. I, no. I just don't like it, and he, and he makes it about himself. I don't under, like the Dallas
1: slash GM too.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't like – oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, so I guess he needs the the media time, I guess. But that's
1: not the point. The point is He laps it up, yeah.
0: Of of course he does. I just don't like his fucking face. (laughs) That's what it boils down to.
1: God, dude, I'm heated right now. Dino, I I like the list. Uh, You can't complain with North Carolina Duke. That's one of the great ones. Um, I love the take on, on Cameron, too, because it is. Dude, it's just like this little, you know, tiny frickin' arena, and Carolina like, is one of the bigger ones in the country with, you know, I don't know how many thousand, but it's a huge arena compared to Cameron. Uh, no, no, I dig the list, man.
0: Thanks, big guy. It took me a while to think about it.
2: Jedi, give me your tree. All right, before I go, I just want to say that my sports rivalries list is based on right now. I know yours got, yours were like more of just like, not general, but just, just like, they're just like, they've been built up for a long time. Mine are like more right now, like I got built on this season. And like one of my picks, they haven't even really played each other. I'm sure you guys know who I'm hinting at, Ooh. but to pick on my number three, I know I just said that some of them are not right now. This one has the, a lot of history, Red Sox and Yanks. I mean, You could say basically almost any team with a New York and a Massachusetts rivalry. I mean, but the Red Sox and Yankees are one of the most iconic rivalries in sports. I mean, one of the most iconic sports moments, I think, in my opinion, is Aaron Boone hitting that home run. I know you love that moment, Dean, right? Aaron bleeping Uh, Boone. God, dude, I threw
0: a pound. (laughs) I threw a pound-sized popcorn bag on the floor. My mom wanted to cut me in half. And probably
1: jumped all over it too.
0: Dude, I had to <laughs> vacuum that shit at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And they and they still made me go to school the next day, but didn't care. Those were the golden days. Let me, let me just say that real quick. Those were the golden days where you could stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning and just squad one. And you were rolling into the school like the big swinging dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, you see that game last night? Like, oh, I fell asleep. Well, I did it. <laughs>
1: Shown up a little late got the the handwritten note from the parent you're good
0: yeah get that jersey on you know make sure you got that jersey or that shirt on yep. yeah those are the days all right sorry jedi keep going
2: <laughs> yeah but i know this has absolutely been nothing like it has been like it was probably 10 years ago probably a little bit more than that but it's somewhat starting to build up again i do think last year it was a lot better i know you had the tyler austin and the joe kelly situation where they went at it you know that kind of built it up a little bit more. I mean, the Red Sox did end up winning the World Series last year, but they were battling out that division for a long time until the Red Sox kind of just ran away with it yep. in the beginning of August and September. I mean, that was a battle almost the whole year until the Yankees, I mean, they just kind of like, I don't know, I don't want to say they fell apart, but I mean, they all of a sudden were 10 games back when they got swept by the Red Sox in August. But I mean, you could, you. could for me, I couldn't go... Making this list without mentioning the Red Sox and Yankees. My number two. Uh, Deepaw, I know you're a fan of this team. Uh, I got the Pirates and Reds, and I don't have much to say about them. Ooh, I like other it. Other than I just love when Derek Dietrich hits home runs and he just does his pimp jobs, especially off Chris Archer. I mean, these teams have gone at it this whole entire year, I feel like. almost Almost every single time that they meet, it's something new. It's something fun to watch. Amir Garrett throwing punches, running to the dugout.
1: <laughs> I, on I've the never seen
2: that before. Never seen that before. I thought, honestly, that might be an iconic moment just for me. I thought that was amazing. I mean, that. I mean, I mean, had a Dean got a live reaction of that out of me. We're speaking, and you know, it literally happened right after we ended <laughs> one of the episodes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Amir Garrett just ran to the dugout. He's throwing punches. He's throwing punches. I mean, it was amazing. I just love that. He punched Chris Archer. I mean –
0: Is he okay?
2: Did we like, lose
0: him? Are you okay? Like, what? And just like <laughs> cut out right there. It was like you were talking and then all of a sudden you had a stroke and it went dead silent. Are you alright? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jennifer.
2: My mic, my mic must have cut out. Did you get the David Bell part? David, no. David Bell's a fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I was like, you can't forget the manager, the psychopath David Bell. I mean. Absolutely running out for his team. After he was already ejected, I mean, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. I'm, I love it. I hope it continues. I hope Derek Dietrich stays there because I know he's a free agent after this. I mean, Amir Garrett's going to be stuck there. I hope they keep David Bell. Chris Archer's going to be a key piece for them in the future. I mean, they just traded away uh, Meadows and Glass now, which I think that was a really bad part on the GM for the Pirates now, looking hey, back at that. Eric
1: Huntington, get rid of
2: them all. Yeah, but, I mean, that's just – I had to put them on there. I mean, I love watching them play. It's just they go right back and forth at it, throwing pitches at each other. Everybody's getting eject- ejected. It just keeps you on your seat. Now, like I said in the beginning, my sports rivalries picks are based on right now. No,
0: you are, seti- you are setting yourself up for me to blast you right now. I
2: know you I, are because I, 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 you already, say- already said that, but I let me explain myself. It. But let me explain myself. My number one sports rivalry pick for right now, they haven't even played each other yet. Oh, but, no, no, but I'm no, already picking me, them. Bro. The Lakers and the Clippers. I mean, Get the fuck out of here! No, I gotta, I just, I had, someone had to say it. Someone had to say it. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. Someone have had to say it. Someone had even, to say it. It's not even fucking September. I don't care. Someone had to say it. We're having this podcast now, not in September. Even though they haven't played a game yet, the fact that this team plays in the same stadium, it's called the Hallway Series, these two teams are both in the Pacific (laughs) Division. It's going to be a very long season for both of these teams. The Hallway Series. You can even throw in the Warriors. I mean, they're obviously not going to be as good, but, I mean, these are three huge teams in one division. I mean, both teams made absolutely huge moves this offseason. Of course, we all know the Clippers got two franchise players, basically. They yep. got Leonard and they got Paul George. I mean, Leonard said that if he if they were going to get Paul George, that he was going to go there, and he did. The Lakers, on the other hand, acquired Anthony Davis and that iconic unibrow. Teaming up with LeBron, you can also throw in some names like Danny Green, uh, Cousins, who is the definition of ring chasing, went to the Warriors last year, couldn't do it, now he's going to go there. Cousins, um, Cousins, ju- Cousins just tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Yeah, I know. I have that in my notes. I was going to
0: say that. So Boogie, Boogie might be on his way out now. Look, okay, hold on a second. First of all, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay with the pick. I'm okay with the pick in in January. <laughs> but I don't know, like all the logistics of it. Like, yes, they play in the same building. Like, I get that, but it's a Laker town.
2: I, don't it, know. I mean, but this is they're playing on Christmas ship, Day. They're playing on Christmas Day. I mean. I think that it's going to break – if they have some sort of record for a Christmas Day game, it's going to break some kind of record for the most-watched game on a Christmas Day basketball game. Because, I mean, this is ba- this is basically the battle for Los Angeles. Chemistry issues will be solved by then because it's going to be December. I mean, even if there is any in the beginning of the season. But, I mean, I I had to throw this in there. I'm sorry, Dean.
0: No, it's fine. You know, like the Christmas thing's true, and 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 Santa Claus came early, aka Adam Silver came early for me this year. He didn't put the Knicks on the Christmas schedule. Thank the Lord, because my my noon, like noon time, is like when I'm like really getting acclimated to Christmas, and I'm and it's not going to be distracted by two hours of bullshit. <laughs> but oh. but but you got a set of basketballs yeah you like that pun <laughs> nice. you got a set of balls saying Clippers Lakers is the number one rivalry in sports
2: right, right now, now.
1: Je Jetta, right Jetta I like the pick and then hearing Dean's reaction I love the pick that's fucking
2: ass bro <laughs> I just said someone had to say it nobody said it. Oh. no that's that, that gonna be
1: that's gonna be a great like the hallway series that's fucking amazing like it's gonna be so cool especially like uh did you guys read the reports about Kawhi like taking the meeting with the lakers and kind of leaving him on the hook while he like formulated the paul george plans like that's thrown in there you know that just pisses lebron off Boogie like, going I down like it's just that. gonna be it's gonna be crazy
2: I didn't even but, mention but, that. I mean, this builds just more frustration for both of these organizations. Yep. Uh, yes, you got but, the
1: crazy but, bastard Steve Ballmer with the Clippers too. I love it.
0: I just I don't hate any professional athlete more than I hate LeBron
1: oh or my God. LeBron,
0: but 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 it's LeBron, it's the Le coach, it's the president, it's the GM, it's Le, it's the it, Lakers. He, get the fuck out of here if you think he's better than Jordan.
1: We're fighting. No, no, you're right. That's the only one he's not better than. All right. I'm just making sure. Um
0: what?
1: the only one. Uh, what
0: the the pi- the pi- the Pirates Reds one I'll give you as long as it continues because those two teams
1: genuinely hate each other. They really hate each other. And yeah. you can feel it. Dude, that started the fir- we played them the first series of the year and we were like it was the same shit. Uh, Dietrich hit a dinger. We hit him. like it. It started then, like the literally the opening series in Cincinnati. I think we beat the yeah, shit yeah. out so, of them too. I think I think first game they beat us pretty good, and then like the next th- two or three games we just like hung like ten and, and like eleven runs on them. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm not gonna disagree with that. But I mean, Yank Socks. Look, I'm sorry, Yank Socks. I'm I'm never going to disagree with that. There, there's there's if there's if there's a rivalry in baseball, you know we you might be able to get away with you know Cubs Cardinals um, Cubs Brewers Dodgers San Fran if San Fran wasn't having a down year like there are some out there but like to be honest with you the the rivalries really hold up in football really well and NBA we we gotta wait a little bit there's plenty of NHL rivalries and I won't get into that because I could name I could name. Six right now, off the top of my head, but I'm not gonna do it. Um, you know, like Maple Leafs, Canadians, um, Rangers, Flyers. Yeah. Um, you know, like you know, Rangers, Penguins, for that matter. And, yeah. um Penguins, Blue Jackets has become one.
1: Pens, Caps. Uh,
0: um. Well, everyone against the Caps, pretty much in in the East. Uh, um. Yeah, I mean the, the Rangers, Bruins, Toronto Bruins. The, the just the Canadian teams in general so like Vancouver versus Winnipeg Vancouver versus the Kings um I can go on and on and now that Vegas is there that they're starting to get a little chippy as well but um yeah that that's I think those are all pretty decent lists
1: I'll leave it at that I like that. everyone's list
2: Yeah, but let us know if we missed anything. We want to hear you. Send us a message on social media. Let us know your top three sports rivalries picks. We want to hear you. We'll mention them next podcast. But with that, we were just talking about basketball, obviously, with the Lakers and Clippers. And that brings us right now into the fact of the pod. Only 72 players in NBA history have attempted more free throws in their career than the 5,317 Shaquille O'Neal, a.k.a. Shaq, missed. <laughs>
1: Shaq missed fifty three hundred free throws. Dude, the sh- the
0: the hacker Shaq was real, bro. <laughs> it was like if you're down by a possession, you just you just foul Shaq.
1: <laughs> oh my god, uh, Dude, um, his his free throw shot was so bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse, his or or Fultz.
1: Oh god, oh. I can't, Dude, that's can't like wait. A whole, for, that's a whole nother level. That's like all yips.
0: I yeah. 100 percent. I can't wait for that Twitter, those Twitter clips that JD is going to post during the NBA season of of horrendous free throw attempts. Because <laughs> you'll get you'll get at least once a, one a month. Can't wait. Uh, um, but yeah, that uh, they're all they're all pretty good lists. I'm good with it. But you know, at the end of the day. You know, we're in August. I'm watching preseason football right now. With preseason comes HBO's Hard Knocks. If if you've never watched Hard Knocks, I highly suggest you do. They're on the 14th season. It goes back to 2001. 2001. So I think they took two or three years off. So – for the listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, it follows an NFL team for four weeks in the preseason. It's really informative for anyone who wants to know what goes on behind the scenes during training camp, cuts, all that. And, I, and I'm just going to give my brief two episode, because there are two episodes in, I'm going to give my brief two-episode two reveal. Okay, um, I'm not going to lie, aside from John Chucky Gruden, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I think Jonathan Abrams... The, the safety out of Mississippi State, I think he's from. Am I wrong?
1: No, he's – yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay,
0: the safety from Mississippi State, Jonathan Abrams, is a cocky, pompous asshole. Ooh. Okay, he's a great football player. But my God, how he hasn't gotten punched in the face in practice yet blows my mind. Okay, I, I think the storylines are boring. That includes Carr and his kids. His kids are cute. <laughs> But no, no one wants to see that shit. I don't care about his house, his wife, or him shooting on that little Fisher-Price basketball hoop. I want to know, is this guy worth a dollar, or is he the next Blake Bortles? Oh. And to me, there's just not enough A-B information. All right? And, and let's, let's face the obvious, right? Here's the reality of the situation. The team's just not that good. The team's not that good. I think they... They you finish think they what? go 500? It, it would be a miracle.
1: Yeah, in that division, man, I don't see them. I mean, I, I agree. Like, yeah, you think more than five wins? You, what, I don't know what the current odds are. You think like five and a half? I,
0: I, I think, if, honestly, I think if they pull seven, that, that's a huge success for this team. Huge. But Antonio Brown needs to play the whole season.
1: Has to. And, dude, I mean, he's a game-changer, man, and, you know, I've had the pleasure of watching him for the past seven years just shred defenses. You know, he's the best receiver in the game. I know people may say Odell or Julio, but if if I'm picking one in total homer pick, dude— AB. And even, you know, besides the homer pick, he stacks up against... Yeah, Odell has the the better start to a career, and Julio's just a freak of nature. But, dude, AB's like 5'10", like 180 pounds out there doing it, and he's just got the quickest feet and the best hands I've ever seen in my life. The dude... I mean, his nickname was Tony Totap. Like, the dude is just a game-changer, man.
0: What's up with his yellow
1: fucking mustache? Dude, I have no idea. And, like... He did a lot of dumb shit before the yellow mustache, but as soon as he got the yellow mustache, dude, I was done with him. I'm like, dude, what is this guy doing? He looks like an idiot. Just like an idiot. I just... I,
0: <laughs> look, I love hard knocks. I think it's great. Okay, and that's like just like my, my brief rant on it. Okay, but I, let me tell you something. The, open, the, the Both opening scenes have been fire. After that... Yeah, it, it's a tough watch this year it's, and, it's hard to for the, disagree with that statement and for the first time in my life i cannot believe i'm gonna say this i would have rather watched the skins <laughs> because it, it, it was down to the skins or raiders was it really yeah and they went to the raiders so that's fine that's fine but fucking entertain me i don't want to see two brothers riding horses
1: Dude, I could have gone if they did uh, the opening of the second season. Wasn't that them singing Hunter Renfro and Max Crosby singing?
0: No, the opening, the the the, the opening was Gruden going. I want better execution. I want better fucking
1: execution. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I I'll my two takeaways from it. I love the knock on the table. If you if you agree with me and them knocking on the table, I absolutely love that. And then. Uh, the the rookie the quote-unquote rookie hazing where they got to get up there and sing hunter renfro might be the worst singer i've ever heard in my entire life and my dude max crosby went out there killing it i would be so nervous if i had to get up there and sing any song in front of like a large like what 70 people or or whatever they bring into camp oh my god i'd be shitting myself
0: all right so gun to your head you got to pick one song to sing for hazing as a rookie what are you singing
1: oh oh, oh, dude um no idea tequila you ever heard that song from sandlot (laughs) Sandlot. doesn't he only say
0: (laughs) doesn't he only say tequila (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) jedi what are you singing i have no idea I'm, i'm either going i will survive or I'm going with Mambo number five, Lou Bega.
1: <laughs> no way you get all those names right. No way. Um, Other uh, than I, a little I'm
0: bit of my, Angela, my life, Pamela, Sandra, and Rita. <laughs> uh, I don't know the rest of them. But yeah, those would be those would be my two. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh JD, you wanna move on to the the movies? Or do you, do you
2: have your song yet? Dude, I honestly have no idea. I don't know, but that one one song, I don't know why, it's just because like I'm like obviously younger than both of you, but that one song, I forget what it is, the one that SpongeBob sings when he's like in like the Super Bowl. You guys didn't watch Spongebob probably. I don't know. But if someone my age is listening to this, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Jeddah, I literally have candy. no idea what you're talking
2: about. <laughs> I'm about <laughs> – if you're you 18 and you like grew up with like my age, you know what I'm talking about. It's really funny. And I'm about to drive to your house and punch you square in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I don't know. I, that's what I thought of because you are talking about football and singing. But, uh, but that wraps up for like the headline of the whole Antonio Brown situation. But let's talk movies. Uh, we're talking best sports movies of all time, not any movies. Sports movies, same thing. We're all going to say our three picks right away. And uh, Houdini, start us off. I'm going to make it really quick. Jerry Maguire, Moneyball, Remember the Titans
0: from 3 mm. to 1.
1: Honestly, dude, I didn't even – like. I, I like the Jerry Maguire, like show me the money. But that's one that I totally forgot about. Like even thinking about this – Even like you know, looking at what lists are online and whatnot, never even thought about Jerry Maguire. Great pick, right there, Dino. That's a sleeper. That that might be another song, Secret Garden. Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) Did you have a was that a Renee Zellweger crush?
0: Oh my god, dude! (laughs) You had me at hello. Goddamn right, I did.
1: Oh, Dino's a killer for those one-liners, man.
0: Oh, you have no idea, bro. You right.
1: complete me. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking A, bro. Yo, that, uh, the little kid reminds me of the, the dude from the saddest movie, Death Simon Birch.
0: <laughs> oh, that kid was so cute, bro. <laughs> he grew up to be like a total doucher, but he was a star. He was a stud in that movie.
1: All right, I'm going my top three in the Dino. I'm going he got game. Number three, mm-hmm. number two, the greatest game ever played, and number one, Friday Night Lights. Booby, you didn't lift.
0: <laughs> Hold on, is, yeah. is the greatest is, is the greatest game ever played. The the fucking golf movie,
1: dude. The golf movie, man. I don't want to go like too into this. He's the France. It's based off Francis Ouimet. It was like the nineteen thirteen or nineteen fourteen U.S. Open. And it's the only U.S. Open, and I'm pretty sure major, ever to be won by an amateur. The dude was a freaking amateur, and he beat two of the best in the world to win it. And, it, dude, it, there's a whole emotional storyline that goes with it, too. But, oh, my God, great movie. It's, uh, Shia LaBeouf is, the, is Francis Womet, the, the golfer. And anytime that it's like on Golf Channel all the time. Anytime that movie's on, I'm watching it. I love Shia LaBeouf. I was just gonna say that. I love Shiloh Buff. If you if you've never seen that movie and you like Shiloh Buff, oh my god, watch it. You're gonna freaking love it. I'm telling you, man.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to that's on my list.
1: Oh dude, he's he's got a ten year old caddy. This is all true, man. Like this is all documented, this is real. He had a ten-year-old caddy in the one the US opened as an amateur. How crazy is that?
0: Shia LaBeouf lost his fucking mind, though, a few years ago.
2: Just <laughs> saying. You know, just a, <laughs> I'm going to be going hitchhiking. You guys want to give me a ride? Go ahead. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, right? That's what he said. No, no. no I, got, I, got, I got no idea what the fuck you're talking about I do. Are you serious? Not going to lie to you. That's day. why he I went crazy. Like, he went traveling. He went outside his house and got a backpack on and started traveling the United States and just walked on the side of the road And he would just hitchhike and he would just like get rides from random strangers. And he put on his like on like the Internet and stuff like, hey, I'm traveling the world. If like anybody wants to (laughs) look for me on the side of the road and give me a ride to wherever you're going. Please do. Oh, my God. How do you guys not know about that? That's why everybody thought he was crazy.
1: I thought thought everyone thought he was crazy because the motivational video. No, oh, dude, not,
0: not, no, 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 not that one, dude. He was in Alorno with his, with his, which ended up being his wife, where it was just like a short film of just them fucking. He got bashed for it, dude. It's like an indie film or something. He got bashed for it. But I loved him, dude. I loved him in that movie with Tom Hardy and the brothers, uh, uh, Lawless. I loved him <laughs> in,
1: great, I point. loved
0: him in, um, and Transformers. Oh, yeah, I love them in Eagle Eye. And and anyone who's like in the generation of 28, 29 years old, you know,
2: you love them in even Stevens.
1: And holes, too.
2: Holes, another one. That, that, that was the first that was his first movie, I think.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, you know, so he was always a good actor.
1: No, I agree. I dig it.
2: Um, JD, give me your list. I'm going to go honorable mentions first. First on my honorable mentions, I got Friday Night Lights, Sandlot, and this movie, not Sandlot, the one I'm about to mention, uh, The Love of the Game. Every time I watch it, I get goosebumps when he signs that baseball and he just writes for The Love of the Game saying that he's done. This is the last game. I get like goosebumps every single time I watch that. But to start off my list, number three, I got The Bad News Bears. You just talk about a classic. I mean, I could watch that movie over and over again, I probably honestly watch it. If I'm being truthful, twenty times. It may even be more than that a year. I, I just love that movie. I mean, I have the I, like one of the posters in my house. I, I loved love that movie. Do number you own two it on for DVD? me. I actually don't, and I've never even seen it. To where you could buy it? <laughs> it's usually always on MLB Network, and I just record it, and I have it on nice. my. Yeah, yeah but you- number two for me is Rudy. I mean, another classic Sean Astin in that is amazing. And number one for me, another movie that just gives me absolute goosebumps. I mean, Dad, want to have a catch? Uh, feel the Dreams. God, I love that movie. Kevin Costner. You know, oh, jeez.
0: You know, fucking Rudy got eaten by a demodog in Stranger Things season two. Oh, Whoa, like- spoiler. Dang, Dean if you're a year behind, fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go fuck yourself. But um, do you, uh, you watch Stranger Things? Oh my god, yeah, dude, I watched that shit. Oh myself. yes. Holy shit, man.
2: Jimmy makes fun of me and Dean for watching it. I no, love-
1: dude, that shit is fire. And Dino, that hurt so bad watching. Fire. Yeah. That- his name, uh, oh my god, I know his name. Uh, um, Bill, Bob, Bob, Bob. Bob, Bob. Oh my God, dude. He was the best. And Jimmy can
0: make fun of it all he wants. I'm making fun
1: of Jimmy's fucking schedule (laughs) on on a
0: daily basis. I don't know what that kid does.
2: We're flying all over God's creation. Jeez. I do like like your list.
0: Um, My honorable mentions were Friday Night Lights was on that list. I had Major League on that list. And I had um, Cinderella Man. On
1: that Ooh. list, I love it. I got a, I got a boxing movie. My honorable mentions: Million Dollar Baby, Hillary. Good Swain. movie. Love That's that. A good movie. movie. Dude, I I tussled with He Got Game or Million Dollar Baby as the third, but no, yeah, both great flicks.
2: Just wondering, I didn't have it on my list or my honorable mentions. I mean, it's a good movie. It's not like I wouldn't consider it one of my favorites. Uh, do you? What do you guys think about Rocky? Rocky Four.
1: Yeah, which Rocky? Which one's Rocky Four? Is that with the Russian? Yeah. yeah I
2: don't that's, even know which one's which. That's
1: the, that's the best Rocky. There's I think five the
0: first, of them, right? There's oh, five, yeah. and then there's two Creeds. So, yep. I mean, are you, incl- are you including the all the Rockies in both Creeds? Because don't get me wrong, like, the, the Creeds were good. Sure. I, I mean, I would have to put it on my list. It's just... I know for a fact that if if Rocky five is on, I'm not watching it. If Rocky four is on, I'm watching it. Right. You know, one, two, and three were pretty good, but three, he, three, he fights who clubber Lang clubber Lang. I mean, you want to talk about like Mr. T you just, you you want to talk about a dope name? Like, like I character or not. If, if, if I was, like, one of those people that would name my kid something fucking ridiculous, Clubber Lang Kingannis <laughs> sounds really good. Isn't that what Ted says? Doesn't, doesn't Ted call himself Clubber Lang? I forget what it... I can't remember. Me either, Johnny. It's getting late. <laughs> I know I'm forgetting another one.
2: Um, oh, Space Jam. Oh, oh great. yeah! They're making a new one too with LeBron. I'm not seeing that shit. Yeah, that's kind of a mistake.
0: You're I'll like, no, uh, uh I'll No, definitely. Oh no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The one that I considered the most for number three was Semi Pro.
2: <laughs> oh, is that the one with um? What's his name? Will Farrell, I think,
0: as Jackie yeah. hmm. You know, yeah. he acquired he he acquired Monix for a washing machine. The flint um, topics. <laughs> the flinch. Let's get tropical. Uh, so that one was definitely on our on my honorable mentions. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I can't
2: think of anything else. Yeah, but, but same when was thing. It? Let us know your top three. we are going to say? On
0: a second. Quick question. How many of you? When was the last time you put in a DVD to watch it? Probably a week ago.
1: Yeah, strictly being not one that I own, I couldn't tell you the last time I did that. Probably ten years, um, but like because of Redbox. Um, I mean, like I just saw was the new Avengers is coming out. I think I just saw that coming out on Redbox. Uh, I'll probably rent that and throw that in the old Xbox One. It's going to
0: be on demand.
1: Yeah, but then you got to pay like six bucks. Like, dude, I'll just pay. that already from is from Netflix or from uh, Redbox.
0: I Don't thought it was demand on right, demand. right now.
2: For
1: what,
0: $5.99? Right
2: yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, but send us your top three. Uh, before we wrap this up, Dean, what is your final thought?
0: Uh, my final thought is, is is really random, okay? And I understand it's, it's – it's because we're back in school session. I wanted to do something educational that had literally nothing to do with this podcast, okay? But Abraham Lincoln's bodyguard was with him at Ford's Theater the night he got shot and left minutes before to go get a drink, okay? So who is really the asshole in this thing? John Wilkes Booth? (laughs) Or John Frederick Parker, his bodyguard. In my opinion, it's fucking John Frederick Parker. You don't leave the president to go get a drink and then get away with the whole damn thing and get shot in the back of the fucking head because you're out getting hammered.
1: You (laughs) piece of shit.
2: How do you
1: know this? Yes. I would say uh, it, it wasn't the bodyguard's fault. It was the fact that there was only one dude guarding the president at that time. Now, like, I'm, dude, I'm a history major, boy. and I love – one of my favorite periods of U.S. history is Civil War. He's – I mean, dude, he's the first president to, to be assassinated. So, I mean, no one had even thought about it at that time, but – yeah, to have one dude guarding the president and, yeah, just want to go drink a quick little, you know, take a shot of whiskey or go take a leak, And, yeah, what a horrible timing. Like, dude could have waited like six minutes longer and none of it would have happened.
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, like, my, my thing is, is, like, what is he guarding him with? Like, a, like a, is it like one of those pistols that you got to reload with, with gunpowder? Is it a musket? Like No, it,
1: like, it, at the time they had uh, six-shot revolvers. I'm sure he had something along those lines, and it was a closed door, uh, and he was just standing outside the door.
0: Yeah, well, my next final thought will follow up on that because the whole conspiracy theory about JFK and Lincoln's assassinations are insane. I'll run you guys through that. It's it's by far the, the most coincidental thing I've ever come across in my life.
1: The comparisons are bonkers. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that shit's just insane. So
0: that's my final thought. Are you you're one of those, my one of those big
2: conspiracy theories, people?
0: Um, if the theory makes sense. I'm not the person that just says like, oh, yeah, every si- every single thing is a conspiracy. But I'm just going to say like the Simpsons predicting shit that's is not a, co- that's that's not a coincidence. That's that not a coincidence. You know, like th- there's just no way. OK, so when it comes to the Illuminati, 9-11, the Simpsons, the JFK, all that stuff. Like, there's just no way. Like, so, for certain things, like the coincidences, add up so much to not be a coincidence.
1: Jedi, we could do a whole another podcast with Dino and I talking conspiracy theories.
2: I would love that. Hundred <laughs> percent.
0: That'd be a fucking two-hour podcast.
1: JD with conspiracy theories. I would
2: love that. <laughs> but Set that's it all up. for this podcast. <laughs> it's all Set for this podcast. Follow us on social media at JD with sports on Twitter and Facebook and at Instagram at jdwithsports.co. Uh, Dean. DePaul, you got anything else? No,
1: sir. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed our debate tonight. Uh, fuck off Jimmy, but see ya. Yeah. No, no. 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 No.
0: No,